morning. Billy, did that media thing happen that you mentioned with the sun? Did you stop it from happening? No. Did you think I asked? Yeah. Did you try? No. <laughs> you bet. Did y'all see Samuel protesting? He had a, a big sign out in the hood okay. saying, support Larry Elder, vote for Larry Elder. And recall Gavin Newsom. Yeah. By yourself? By myself. Did you have a gun? No. No protection? No. <laughs> he got a lot of nerve. Just <laughs> a fits? Yeah, uh, Fantastic. Glad to hear it. Uh, just some quick announcements, if you aren't aware. Uh, if you need to use the restroom at all, it is back through that door and to the left. If you get lost, TJ will guide you. He is wearing a T-shirt that says, God, save America. Please do. God, please save America. That's some big letters. Big letters. You can't miss it. Is that normal? That is abnormal. That's <laughs> abnormal. He's really making a statement with his shirt today. We, yeah. That look like one we those, need it. One of those Christian shirts. Well, he looks like it's the shirt version of the uh, the Bible thumpers that stand on the corner with the big signs. Right. Say like you're going to hell and things like that. It's like the shirt version of that. <laughs> anyhow, <What? No. laughs> anyhow, if you get lost, the Bible thumper TJ will guide you on your way to the bathroom if you need to use it. You can't miss it. <laughs> if you get lost. Uh, he'll be hooping and hollering all the way. <laughs> he'll lead you. Anyhow, um, we will. Uh, this is a fellowship, so if you have a question or comment, please raise your hand. I or Joel will bring you the mic. And once we give you the mic, please hold it in the fashion that I am holding it. Try not to flail it about. Too close, too far away. You guys know the deal. Come on now. It's pretty simple. Uh, if you could, please check your cell phones right now. Silence the cell phones. Silence the cell phones. They can stay on. That's fine. Just silence it, please. Do me that kind favor. I'd really appreciate it. If not, serious consequences, a lot of finger wagging, <laughs> so on and so forth. Uh, and also, please no food or drink in here uh, during, uh, before, during, or after the service. I don't see any. I think everyone is good with that. And with all that said, thank you very much. Take it away, Jesse. Here's Jesse. Here's Jesse. Thank you. <laughs> That's something else. <laughs> They're applauding you.
Huh? Yeah. We're live. Welcome to the church. I am Jesse Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. Um, happy Memorial Day, I think. I know I got a, a lot of calls, several calls. Uh, some of you said you're going to be on the road. Be careful on the road. And uh, we're not, so what? I mean, Labor Day. It's the same thing, right? <laughs> so, happy Labor Day. I'm not really allowed to say it because hate said that Labor Day is a communist day. So, happy communist day to Alexander Cortez. <laughs> so, and uh, be safe on the road, though, folks. The office will be closed tomorrow, but we will be doing live shows. Both Hank and I. All right. Good morning, y'all. How is everybody? Good. Uh, thank you all for showing up. Any questions before I get rolling? No? Okay. Nobody? Oh, everybody's saved already. We can go home. <laughs> um, okay. So I have some questions. No. I was thinking about over the weekend reflecting how weak people are today. And it's, it's rare to find a person that is strong. Most people are weak today, and I never imagined that something like that can happen. And, and the men are as weak as the women. And so we got to restore that. So this year we are bringing back Christianity and love. We got to have love. We need love in this world. And you got to start speaking up because they are taking away your rights. Every little test, they're taking it away because you won't say anything. You're going along with it. We got to start changing that. Uh, how many here have been born again of the Father? Oh, Lord. No, play. <laughs> Why are you hiding? She's doing like this. Um, so let me see again. I'm sorry. Oh, good. I want to talk about that because uh, I counsel and talk to a lot of people around the world. And that's one of the primary subjects is what is that? And so who want to tell me what it is to be born again? Let's go right here first. And so you guys are not born again of the Father. Oh, good. You try? Okay. Is this your first time? No, I've been here a few times. Oh, okay. Right on. First time off the Nice. Okay. So you've been born of the Father, right? And what is that to you? To me, being born of the Father is dropping, is, is overcoming the spirit of the mother, which means dropping the anger and the emotions and being in control of your emotions not letting your emotions control you. I think that's when you know. And it happens really quickly, too. It happens instantly. That's when you know you're born again, That, in my opinion. That's your opinion? Yeah. Amazing. Um, and you say you have not been born of the Father. And how do you know you have not? Um, I, I don't really know what the definition of that is, but I'm not. A Christian, so. Oh, you're not a Christian? No. What are you? Um, I don't really have like a defined 
religion. Oh, you have an undefined one? I guess so. <laughs> so you, are you an atheist? No, I'm not atheist. You're not Christian, you're not atheist? No. Are you Jewish? No. Are you Allah <laughs> Abba? <laughs> um, I pers- guess you could say I've had like a little mix of everything growing up, so... What does that mean, a little mix of everything? Um, well, my mom was raised Catholic, but then both my parents were into Hinduism. Oh. And then, um, <clears throat> I guess, I attended Catholic church, Christian church, Hindu temples. So, just like a mix. So, what is it like not to... Do you believe there is a God? Yeah, I believe in God. Oh. So what is it like not to identify with either, anything? Um, I guess it's more like reaching internally for me and like doing things that make me feel a connection. So, Like what, for example? Like attending this service. You've been here before? No. Oh, this is your first time? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. What's your name? Um, Jonava. Oh, thank you for coming. You're welcome. Are you from LA? No. Where are you from? Uh, originally West Virginia. Oh, okay. Uh, any questions about anything? No, I'm just here to kind of observe and take it all in. Oh, okay. Have you heard any of the shows or anything? I have, yeah. And what's your impression of them? Um, just open. <laughs> <laughs> open and throw a brick at me? No. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Anything you disagree with? Um, well, you're just going for the throat here. Um, <laughs> no, we're fellowshipping. <laughs> really, relax is not, we're just fellowshipping. Yeah, I mean, and I'm... we're supposed to edify and correct one another. Yeah. No, I'm just, I'm here to learn and listen. Right. And, um, you know, I... <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I don't really have like a strong opinion. There's nothing point. you disagree with me about. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> We're in church, you know. Yeah, I'm like I said, I uh, I'm I'm just taking it all in. I don't oh, okay. have like a strong opinion at this. So point. there's nothing you heard me say that you disagree with. <laughs> um. You came a long way. This is the time to get me. No, I mean, some, I I mean, I'm sure you've heard this a million times, but sometimes your opinions about women are slightly off-putting, but, um, you know, I understand the basis behind it, but I don't necessarily agree with all women are evil. That's one of my things that I... Oh. Have you ever (laughs) met one that wasn't? Um... I think that men and women both have like a yin and yang, and there's a good and evil kind of in everybody. Have you ever met a woman that wasn't evil? Yes. Who? <laughs> um, his mother is like an angel, you know. From hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I can say pick. that I've ever met a woman that's 100% pure. Sure. Yeah, she's very... But I I can't say that I've ever met anybody that's 100% pure, but I could say that about men and women, so... Does it feel better when you say that about men and women rather than just saying women? (laughs) 
I think is it that, better when you add the men to it? I think that men tend to be more at the root of things that are can be very evil in this world. So that men can be, yeah, at the root of things that can be evil. As far as like being, you know, violent or perpetrators or wow, yeah, <laughs> amazing. Did you know that the the anger of a man is that of a woman? It came from the woman. Um, so when you see violent men, they're coming from the, their mothers are like that and grandmothers. Yeah, I understand that, but I also think fathers can be cruel and evil too. Sometimes. Right, but they would be like their mothers. Okay. This is fun, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Do you disagree with that? Um, I think both parents can play a role. In, right. Yeah. But any man that's like that is a woman, right? Um, I, I don't think we're going to agree on this subject as far as, like, the woman being the sole bearer of bringing evil or making somebody into something that's, you know not perfect we're all imperfect like that's what we're all here for is to strive to be you know spirits have better spirits and I just think that women can be if anything the you know lift lifting spirits so. what do you mean by lifting <laughs> um, I think that women are the nurturers and they're the caregivers and they're the ones that you know that can bring goodness um, to into this world. So. Oh, and how can they do that? <laughs> this is fun, huh? Um, you want some water? No, <laughs> no I, I just, you know, I think and, and that... We, and again, relax is just fellowship. Yeah, I just feel like I'm being put on the spot a little bit. Oh, you bit, do? But, yeah. You want me to come back? Maybe, or just go on to yeah, <laughs> another subject. So you feel like you're on the spot? A little bit. But you're not, really. It, yeah, I do feel like I am. Oh, um, but you're not, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but, no, I just, you know, I was raised my, by women. and. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, you know, so it's hard to say that women are the bearers of all things evil. Yeah. So that's uh, the only thing that I... Right on. Really, that I may disagree with you on a bit. Right on. Well, I appreciate that. You're welcome. Any other questions about anything? No. Nope. I want to take you off the hot seat. So. Okay, thank you. <laughs> You're like, thank you. <laughs> um, okay. So have you been born? You say you've been born again, right? Did you have your hand? Uh, yes. And yes. how do you know you've been born again of the Father? So originally when you said born again, I was thinking like when you just, when you get baptized and you accept Jesus as your savior and you, I was thinking that at first and then I started hearing other people describe what it was and I was like, um, and you were thinking maybe I, I don't know exactly what you guys are talking about. You thought that it meant what now? Uh, like Original, you raised yeah. your hand when I asked yeah. because you thought what? When you said like born again, I was thinking like baptized and accepting, you know, like if it's being saved. You said saved, that's why. So oh. when I was like going to church as a kid, or like 
um, like, if you want to be saved, you have to be baptized and, and accept Jesus Christ as your, die for your sins, basically, as a Christian, right? So that's what I thought you were referring to at first. And have you done that? I did. You accepted Jesus? Yes. As what? I accepted him as the person who died for my sins. Oh, okay. Savior. And then you were baptized? Yes. And, and you thought, and then from that you were saved? That's what they told me, yes. Oh, they told you that? That's what they told me. <laughs> <laughs> who told you that? Uh, the pastor? Oh, the pastor said oh, yeah. it? Yeah. And you believed it? I was 10. No, yeah. You I were 10 it. years yeah. old? Yeah, I was 10. Yeah. They did that to you at 10? They did. Yeah. Why? I don't know. It was his church, so I just I was going. <laughs> <laughs> and so did you need to be saved at 10? Uh, I didn't necessarily think so, but they did. And your parents let them do that to you? Yep. My mom. Oh. And so how do you feel about it now that you're an adult? Uh, and this is important because God said, know thyself. And my greatest desire for people to know themselves mm-hmm. so they'll know that they know not because someone said it. Right. Because that's how most people like today. They don't, I mean, in the world, they just follow whatever someone says. Right. They don't know if it's true or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how, what do you think about that as an adult? Have you thought about it? I really haven't. You haven't been thinking about it if you were saved or, saved or not? No. Oh, it don't matter? I just it doesn't matter. didn't really think about it, I guess. So now that you're thinking about it, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I don't really, I don't, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I think I got to think about it some more to really oh, okay. be clear about it. It's a good thing to think about it, right? Sure. Because you should know that. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? No. Oh, okay. This is your first time? Yeah. Oh, I thought you did. Any questions about it? How did you hear about us? My uncle. Your uncle? Yes. Who is your uncle? Nathan. That's your uncle? That's my uncle, yeah. No wonder they baptized you at 10. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Really? That's your uncle? That's my uncle. That's amazing. Yeah. And so, any questions about anything? No. Any disagreements? No. No? No, I just... uh. I've seen a lot of your YouTube videos, and I, I agree with most of the things, everything you say. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So no question. No? All right. So you said that you don't know if you've been born of the Father? Did you say that just now? Born again. Right here, yeah. God said that we must be born again. Must be. And it's so true. Yes. I've tried my best, I feel. I, I, I went and forgave the parents. I, you went to your mother? I went to my mother. How did that go? First, it, and, and that was easy. Going to my father was tough, and it, it both went well. Oh, yeah. And then following that, just things started dropping. The pot dropped, the drinking dropped, the porn dropped. In the last few months, I've been doing the silent prayer day and night. So I feel like I'm trying. Right on. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, any questions about that, any of that, or anything? Um, 
sometimes it seems like the silent I, it it seems to be working on being able to let go of stuff, but it, I still have uh, problems with controlling uh, my thoughts. You can't control them. Don't try. Well, sometimes, you know, there are thoughts that you just don't want, and I know you understand that. Right. Yeah. But you don't control them, though. No, I, them. I understand. But I try and just push them away, but it can be like a broken record sometimes. Right. But, yeah. And when that happens, just observe that. Right. Uh, just watch them, and eventually they won't become a... They'll still come sometimes, but it wouldn't be an issue. Right. It but, seems to have gotten somewhat better yeah especially from just it's it's been two months straight morning and night and before that it was more just random right yeah but whatever happens you are the observer right. and god is the creator so he'll take care of it okay of ourselves we can do nothing of ourselves we know that it's all spiritual and human right. beings cannot fight spirits yeah, I understand. I, I mean, all I ask for is peace in this body and uh, just uh, abundance of love between the family. Yeah. And that's, I just ask for it every time I do the silent prayer. Do you, do you have peace? Not 100%, no. And I don't know if it's 100% achievable in this material world, like in this body that I'm in. It is. Well, that's what I'm praying for. <laughs> All right. Nice. Yeah. Do you do the prayer every morning, every night? I do. Okay. Yeah. Uh, are you the head of your wife? I believe I am, but we're not married yet. Well, why do you believe you are? You ain't married. Well, I, what? No. <laughs> I'm you the head not, of my family, married. but, you know. I believe I am. Are you the head of your wife? <laughs> I believe I am, but we're not married. <laughs> well, we're not married yet. And we, why have you married her? So you have a son, right? This is your son? This is my son, And Kieran. this is the three of you guys? Yes. And why have you married her? If you can say. If it's personal, don't say. Um, well, I, do, I've, I plan to propose. I purchased the ring. So it's like I'm on my way. And I think doing the steps I've done have, have, have led me there. Because if not, I, I don't think I would have even bothered with it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. 12 years, though. Whoa. Yeah. You've been on your way for 12 years? <laughs> what? I, N- no, I, 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 I didn't you even. I date for seven years, <laughs> not 12. <laughs> you don't too far. No, I get it. Well, the last time I was here last <laughs> year, you said, you know, stay without sex for a year. But well, I didn't know it been 12 years. <laughs> oh, you didn't? <laughs> but still, like, that, that now is the time. Like, I'm not beating around the bush anymore. So. Now it's the time to do it. Well, I'm going to propose. And when are you planning on doing it? I mean, I could do it right now, but I don't have the <laughs> ring on me. <laughs> are you under pressure right now? Right now, no. Oh. No. But I, I, for some reason, I keep waiting for the right moment or to make the right moment, but it's starting to, like, time is going by fast. So. And are you guys living together already? Yes, yes. For 12 years? Yes. Ten. Wow. Ten years. What made you stay so long knowing that you would like to be married, prefer to be married? Right over there. Right over, oh, your son? Oh, he made, because of him you stayed? Oh, I see. Are you unhappy staying and not married? No, no I'm happy. Um, 
<laughs> no, I'm I'm happy. If I wasn't happy, I would have you know made other arrangements. But if um, you prefer marriage, why would you be happy doing it unmarried? Um, because it's worked. You because know. work. It's 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 worked all these years, and we've been happy, and yeah, it's been it's been great. Um, but it could be better. So right. Amazing. Yeah. Did you know he was on the way? He's just a slow walker. Yeah, just kind of letting him, you know, follow his path, and I didn't want to put pressure. Yeah. yeah. What are you afraid of? Are you afraid of getting married? You're already together for 12 years. You have a son there. What do you, what do you think going to be different if you got married? At first, I think it was just, uh, you know, I was... In the fallen state, I was just a mess. So I, I really didn't have real love, I don't think. Right. Yeah. Right on. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, your son would love it if you did it. Well, Is that right? What's your name? Kieran. Kieran, how old are you? Oh, you're 12, right? 10. Oh, you're 10. Oh, 10. And so you want them to get married? Mm, I don't really care. Uh, <laughs> Good example. And why don't you care? It, it won't change anything. It won't change anything? What do you mean? Like what? It's just marriage. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know anything. Well, God, God wants you to get married so he can protect you from evil. Oh. You have a better chance when you're married. That's why he created the man and the woman, and he married them under his umbrella. So that's why you should get married, so God can guide you. Oh. Isn't that a nice idea? Yeah. Are you going to get married one day? I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah, don't worry about it now. God just has to so leave what? me there. So what? God just has to leave me there. That's right. Right on. Any questions about anything? Nah. No. Well, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> All right. Amazing. All right, so... I don't want to pressure you to do it, but you were created to lead the way. And you can't lead it if you're not right. Well, that was the question of the week, right? Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And so I think I was trying to do right and be right, but then I was beating around the bush. But like I said, like trying to be right and do right has, has like led me to where I'm at in our relationship, where I'm ready to say, hey, will you marry me? Did, did you know he already had the ring? I picked it out. Oh, you picked it out? What? I would have... I, 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 I would have... Uh, <laughs> not after 12 years. There's nothing. Right. There's not He's like, would you marry me? Yeah, come on. And no, I put I, the I, ring on. Sure. They yeah. all look the same to me. I didn't... I'm going to say, I know what you mean, man. I would have to take it and pick it up. I would have opened the Cracker Jack box or something. Right. You know, yeah. He said I, I would have bought it from JCPenney. I was like, no, I'm, let me be Right. No, you did yeah. the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, stay with the prayer. Thank you. Yeah, don't stop the prayer. Any other questions about anything? No, that's it. All right. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, God, for coming Thank to you. All right. Um, oh, let me add the biblical question, right? You mentioned that. Yes. Uh, the biblical question is... Which do you prefer? I think that's right, right? Which one is more important? Being right and doing right or having a woman? Being right and doing right. 
Okay. Have you always felt that way? No. And what changed your mind? Um, years. <laughs> Time. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. All right. Um, another born-again person. Anybody else been born again? Of the Father? Uh, the guy in the back in the green hat and then the one in the front. You've been born of the Father? I felt like I had a born-again experience. And what was that like? It felt it felt good. It felt like I found myself again, and I found it was through God. Uh, how old are you? I'm 22. Right on. But uh, I, I had I had been a believer since a child, and then around my middle school years, I felt like I lost my connection with God. And what so, happened? Well, I was just being influenced by bad influences, yeah. and and then around high school, I, I just felt like disconnected from reality and just lost. And then I I had started seeking God. And then I went through this experience where I felt like I was just born again. I felt that experience. Right on. Did you, so you said you were a believer as a child? Yes. What is a believer as a child? What does that mean? Well, I always had God in mind as a child. Like, I always had him in my heart. I always prayed before I went to sleep. I, I always just, he was first. And then when I got older, I stopped, I started fooling around more and I lost that connection. And then I felt it in my life. It affected my life because I felt I was being different. And then I just started seeking God again. Right on. So how is your life right now? It feels good. It feels like I'm progressing. I still feel like I need to work on myself with my relationship with God more. But I feel like I I see the progress. Right on. And work on it by doing what? I just study the Bible a lot. You study the Bible a lot? I study the Bible and I I just uh, meditate on God's word. Oh, okay. Any questions for me? Is this your first time, too? That was my second time. Oh, okay. Yeah, so what could I do to, like, um, keep my connection and my relationship and just, like, ensure that I never fall from God again like I did before? Um, Number one, once you were born of the Father, it's impossible to fall away. You cannot fall away. Uh, And the way you keep it going by being still and knowing his will, let his will be done. And uh, the greatest thing that you can do is to be still. So make sure you get up every morning, sit quietly, and just observe. If you have thoughts, which are not from God anyway, they're all evil. Just let them pass. Don't have an opinion about them. Just observe them. And, and you can read the scriptures a little bit, but not to remember. Don't hold on to the words because Satan will use them against you. And you have inside of you, you have... God, Christ, and the Holy Spirit. And, and the Holy Spirit will teach you all things. So uh, read the Bible, put it away. But most of all, stay present with God by staying out of your imagination. And you will naturally grow. It will be impossible to fall away from him. Are you doing the silent prayer? Yes, I, I got the, the link on SoundCloud and I, and I did it. And yes, it felt really good afterwards. Nice. And, and learn to speak up, but don't resent. And you'll be fine. Your life will just automatically grow. It's going to be amazing. All right. Did you go and forgive? Yes. How did that go? Uh, it felt good to forgive because I felt like I don't no longer have a burden on my chest with anybody. It feels like everyone that does me wrong, I should just forgive them now. That's right. You won't be able, you, you have no other choice now but to forgive. Yes. Because if you're born of the Father, there is no 
unforgiveness in you anymore because you see that people can't help it. Amazing. Good, man. Did your friend, did he, does he have any sense or he's still crazy? <laughs> he, he's, he's getting there. He get, <laughs> I see that he, have all, he has all his Allah U Akbar rag again. <laughs> you just don't know what to do with your head, huh? <laughs> well, we, we, like, we forgive you. So let me ask you, any other question about anything? No. Okay, let me ask the young man in front of you. Yeah, yeah, I understand. So you've been born of the Father? Man, we talked about this before, but yeah, I'll answer that question and, again. And what does that mean to you? Um, and I have, a, I have a question at the end also if we have okay. time. Okay, absolutely. I, 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 on this topic, I feel there's a, there's kind of a, a spectrum of, of people's relationship with the Lord, and I don't see it so much as a, a threshold that we can step over and really identify. Um, although I believed that for a long time, and I believed when I sat with a pastor and said, uh, you know, the things that the scriptures say, um, I repeated out loud, you know, and that was when I got saved. You know, I believed that at the time, which was when I was uh, 27. And then shortly after that, I got baptized. Um, and for a long time, I thought that's pretty much all it meant to be Christian. And I showed up, you know, for uh, for service on Sunday in the building that said Christian Church, right. 11 o'clock. So I thought that's what it meant as long as I went to that. So, you know, God has opened my eyes at the last uh, about four or five years um, about having a, a relationship with him, not just every day, but, you know, every moment of every day and, and living by the spirit is uh, is something else than, than going to church on Sunday morning. So, um, you know, I could elaborate on what I mean by that, but that's, you know, that's for me, it's been it's been that walk of getting closer to him. And whether anybody in this room thinks I'm over the threshold and saved is irrelevant, right? So, I could elaborate on why I think I am, but I don't know if that's what you want to hear. But that's that's oh, okay. my that's my take on it. All right, and you have a question for me? Yeah, my question. I have something going on in my life with my 12 year old son. Uh, he's a, a student in a government school, and he uh, has only been there a year. And so I don't know a lot of the other people in the um, in the school uh, because last year they were locked down, right? So what's happened is he's in this class called decolonized drama and theater. And the class um, syllabus I looked at the other day, and it's all this stuff about, you know, white supremacy and LGBTQ and et cetera, et cetera. So I contacted the principal and I asked if there's um, a way to uh, look at alternate uh, options for him during that time in the schedule each week. It's twice a week class. Are there any other options for him? Responded to me saying uh, changing the topic to something else did not answer my question. I responded again saying I'm uncomfortable with this material basically on a religious standpoint from you know where I'm coming from it makes me uncomfortable I'd like to know what the other options are and uh, the teacher replied and said uh, that I'm not going to be able to provide you any other options at this point and I'm just wondering if anybody else has had that experience um, and I don't know if there's any kind of legal guidelines or issues going on I haven't you know talk to anybody else has been through this. I mean, you hear about this stuff happening in yeah, different right. places, and then yeah. when it happens to you, it's like, you know, it's, it's challenging. So if you or anybody else has experience with that, you could talk to me afterward, or we can talk about it now, but, you know, it's just something I'm wrestling with and praying about. So 
Just want to put it I out know there. a lot of people in L.A. who are going through the same thing. Oh, yeah? Okay. With their children. It's, it's predominant. It's just everywhere now in the schools, right? What I recommend is either the parents get together and protest the schools, make a lot of noise, because if they make noise about it, the people will change it. But if you're not going to protest it, I would take my kid out because they're going to destroy your son. Their whole mission is to destroy him. And if you let him sit in there too long, after a while, you won't recognize him. He will not obey you. You'll become the enemy because they're totally brainwashing him. And it's evil. And especially for white kids. There's no way I put my white kids in these schools. I wouldn't even put my little colored kid if I had one, right? <laughs> but I definitely wouldn't put my white kid because their whole mission is to teach them to hate white people. Yeah. So I would take them out unless you do some type of go out with a sign and protest or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might end up taking them out. We'll see where it goes. But aside from protesting, if anybody else has any other experience with this from a legal standpoint or just, you know, any type of terminology or, you know, limitations on how I could approach this, you know, I appreciate it. Well, we nobody here has to deal with that, right? Oh, you've dealt with it too? Hold on one minute. Go ahead. My kids are in a super, super liberal charter school. They've been learning critical race theory for the past year, you know? And uh, my experience with it is, like, the boy's mom is, you know, she's intensely, intensely crazy and liberal and whatever. We broke up. But uh, they're, what am I trying to say? We just laugh about it, all the stuff that we're, we're going through. Like, I teach them my perspective when I can, and they see my side more than they do hers because, like, they see what what happened to me and my situation. So, I mean, I can't speak for them, but I feel like they're more on my side than her side. And when they bring home, like, material, like, anti-white stuff, it's, it's pretty hilarious, and we just kind of laugh about it. So they're learning kind of, like, both perspectives, in a way, I feel like... Well, I don't know. I, I don't understand why you would let them... Can you take them out? I, no, I can't. I have no control over that. Oh, so, because of mother? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Oh, I see. Yeah, so <clears throat> just do what you can and just be the light for them. That's all I can do. You know. How old is your oldest son? He's about to be 13. Oh. What do you think about that class, the critical race thing? Um, I usually just don't listen to it. So you're sitting in class, not listening? Uh, like, I'll listen to it and do the work, and then forget about it. Oh, good. Personally, I would take my kids out. (laughs) (laughs) Because what's going I mean, look at the millennials today. The the men and the women, uh, they have no morals. They have no values. They have no strength. They have no idea what it is to be a man or a woman uh, because that's been taken away from them in the schools. I agree. And, and so I, can't you homeschool your son? Or can I, you homeschool him? I just started thinking about it. It's, I don't know. I mean, maybe. Or, I mean, yeah, obviously I'm capable of doing it, but yeah, I haven't gotten that far in my process yet. But, yeah, it's possible. Yeah. And if I know of any lawyers, because I, I have some friends who are lawyers, I'll ask around. 
Okay. And see if we can get something going. Because it is time to fight this mess. Yeah. This is, is pure evil. And we got to start doing something. You yep. know what I mean? Absolutely. That's why I'm bringing it up. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'll ask around too and let you know. All right. All right. Amazing. Um, so the reason I asked about born again of the fathers because, you know, a, a lot of churches are just teaching people about the Bible. The preacher would read the Bible and then he would interpret the Bible and everybody go, amen, praise the Lord, right? And, um, and I'm looking at this, I'm thinking, this is dumb. They have like Bible schools where the kids are going to Bible school learning to be a preacher. And they're like sending classes learning to be a preacher. How are you going to learn to be a preacher? No one knows what God going to have you say or do but God. And so if God call you to work for him, he will prepare you. He will guide you. And you can't learn that in a classroom. You can't learn. You just learn about God. It's like learning about Hitler or Malcolm X or something like that, right? But you don't know them personally. You must be born of the Father. And because so many preachers are teaching this stuff, it prevented so many people being born of the Father. And so I was thinking about, and and I talked to people around the world, and it's, it's sad. It really is. Evil run deep. Anyone who has anger is a dangerous person. That's why God called you a murderer. Anyone who has anger is a murderer. Because one thing for sure, they can't be trusted, and they will destroy the soul. You cannot trust an angry person. I don't care if it's your daddy, your mama, your cousin, or the sister in the alley. You can't trust an angry person. <laughs> what? Uh, and so I would think about, because, I, you know, I used to go through the same thing. I've never been a Bible thumping kind of a person because I just couldn't learn the Bible and quote the scriptures the way that others did. And I thank God for that. And so I was thinking about myself and what it means to be born again. Um, long story short, I went to church. I prayed. I used to do that praying tongue kind of stuff. Anybody ever done that? Man, don't ever do that. Um, I, I paid tithes and offering. I did everything that the preacher said to do. And nothing worked. Nothing changed. I was still insecure. Uh, had no, just lost, right? And so finally I asked God to, one day I just said, you know what, I'm sick of this. I can't change myself, so I'm not going to try anymore. Because the preachers have said, you have to stop smoking, you have to stop this. They made that look like the sin. Like if you're a drug addict or alcoholic or slut maker or a slut, you have to stop doing that. And then you'll be better. So those things I would try, I wasn't all those things, but those, some of those things. I would try to stop doing, and I couldn't stop it. And if you stop one thing, you went to another one. And so finally I just said, you know, forget it. I'm not going to try anymore. I asked God to let me see myself. Because I realized that I didn't know myself. And so one day he allowed me to see what was inside of me. At a glance, I saw that I had a dark, wicked spirit in me. And I'm like, wow, I didn't know that was in me. I didn't know that 
evil was in me like that. When God said the heart is wicked, angry people have wicked hearts. And anger used to be called uh, hatred. But they changed the words to make it sound better. And now you have a lot of people saying, oh, it's okay to be angry. You need anger to motivate yourself. You need anger to protect yourself. That's not true. That's, anger is pure evil. And anyone who has anger has no peace. Zero peace. Zero. And God is not your father. I heard one preacher lady say, God loves you as you are. No, he doesn't. He loves you, but not as you are. That's why he said you must be born again. Because if he loved you as you are, he wouldn't require that you be born again. He'll just draw you into the kingdom. But he's not going to do that because anyone who has anger has the nature of Satan. Satan is your daddy. Whether you admit it or not, he's your daddy. Who's your daddy? No. (laughs) I'm joking. And so he let me see that. And then one day I was just sitting quietly, not asking for anything, just quietly praying with no words at all. And all of a sudden I was able to see. And I didn't know that I couldn't see until I was able to see. It's like something within me woke me up. And allowed me to see. And he caused me to see that I had this anger in my heart. I resented my mother who tried to turn me away from my father. And I was yearning for my father. And I knew I had that yearning for the father because even as a kid, I would want my father. And um, my mother didn't want anything to do with him because she got mad at him. But I wanted my father. And I remember when my father would come visit and he would sneak around and see me because my grandmother would allow it to happen. And it was like I would whip God whenever my father would show up. I had total peace. And when he would leave to go back to Indiana, I would feel yearning for him again, that emptiness. And so I saw that I had that anger and I needed to forgive. But the beautiful thing about that is that, and I've been thinking about this over the last week, is that I had, I, he caused me to forgive. And I have to tell you, when he showed me that I had this resentment, there was a sadness that came. And inside, it was as though I was crying, but not on the outside. She had no tears. And I realized I didn't know that I resented her and it was wrong for me to hate. And I repented within. He made that happen. It was like a sad cry. And then I knew I had to go and face her. And on my way over there to face her, when she came to L.A., I had fear. But I realized now the reason I had the fear, and I'm telling you this because a lot of people think once you're born again, you're not going to be, have to deal with thoughts. You will. That will come later. You, you will have to deal with thoughts. So on my way over there, though I had forgiven her, I was still believing the thoughts about what she's going to say, how she's going to react or not react. And so I had this fear of facing her because I didn't want to hurt her feeling, but I knew I had to do it. And I realized the other day the reason that I was able to do it anyway, because when God forgave me, he gave, he gave me the strength to do it. Because had not he done that, I don't know if I would have gone to her. But I could not help myself, even though I was afraid. And so I went in and I 
And she was having fun. You know how when black women get together, they get all loud and laughing and having fun, right? And and so the saint said, oh, don't don't tell her this now. You're going to mess up her vacation. But I knew I had to do it. There was nothing in me that would allow me not to do it. But it had, if I had not had the strength from within, I would not have done it. And so I, I took in the room and I said, I just want to tell you that all my life I've been resenting you. And you tried to turn me away from my father. And I'm sorry for that. I realize now you can help it. And for the first time, and I was shaking. I sound easy to tell you that here. But when I was talking to her, I was shaking in my boots. And so um, for the first time, she told me about her mother, who's my grandmother. And I thought my grandmother was an angel. And she, her mother had done to her exactly what she did to me. I'm like, wow, I didn't know that. I never knew that, right? But from that day forward, I've never looked back. But I, and so on the way, this is like 32 years ago now. And so while growing, I, because I didn't have anyone to talk to about what I was going through, I had to do it. And I noticed that when I think back on it, when I reflect, I noticed that I couldn't help but endure it. I had no other choice. There was no way out. I had to go through what I had to go through because I now had the Father in me, and he was causing me to do it. He was guiding me and helping me through it. I didn't know that then like I know it now because I often wonder, why did I stop along the way? You know, because over the last 20, I mean, uh, 32 years, which sounds like a long time, but it doesn't seem like a long time. I've dealt with a lot but it was because of him helping me that I've been able to, as of this day, to overcome everything I had to deal with so far. And they would be talking to me. And I'm telling you this because a lot of people think when you wake up right away, you're going to stop smoking, you're going to stop sexing, you're going to stop doing all That's not true. But what happens is the heart changes first because salvation is of the heart. It's not of your vices. All this stuff you pick up is of the heart. He changed the heart from hate to love. And then in love, you can overcome anything. You just start to overcome. There were moments when I would, uh, there were times when I couldn't move. <laughs> it was so funny. I would go home and just, I was working at this place and I would go home and just fall out on the couch. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't move. And I would say, I'm not going back to work. I'm done with it. Right? But I, the next morning, I got up and went back. I'm like, what the? But I realize now, even with my vices, those vices, I was still doing some of the vices because I couldn't help it, right? But God didn't care about that. He cares about the heart. And he's, when you're born again, you now have the power of the power. If you, if you have anger, you don't have any help to overcome anything because it's all spiritual, Right? And so now when I look back on it, the things I used to do, the vices that I used to be into, they're gone. And I don't remember when they left. It's just I have no interest in them anymore. They, I, I just don't have any interest. It's not like I tried to make them stop because I realized we can't, of ourselves, we know nothing. And of ourselves, we can do nothing. But he would take care of you. But you must be born again. And you can be born again. But you can't make it happen. It Inside of all of us, right now, 
God is already there. Everything you need, the new kingdom is already in you. But because you have anger, you can't enter into that kingdom within. But once you start to examine yourself and want to know the truth, he will reveal it. He will cause you to forgive. He will bring you into the kingdom and everything else is easy. Because you, you don't have to do anything. You can't do anything. He will change your life. He will open up opportunities. But he will change the heart. And I, when I think about all that, going through all that stuff with my mother, my father, I had love, really. And I never had love before in me. But I had love. I didn't have anger. And you can live a life with no anger. Most people don't believe that. But he will take the spirit of anger away from you. Because it's a spirit that made a home in you when you were traumatized in your home. Most people are traumatized in their home. And, and it started with the mother. And, and most mothers don't realize they're doing that because they're so close to, to Satan that they haven't had their fathers and mothers to guide them. They don't know that they don't have love. They think that feeling that they have is love, but it comes from hate. And that's why women need husbands, if they have a husband, a good man to point the way for them, be patient with them. And the kids need their fathers. Because if you don't have that father, you're going to catch hell. But what I noticed is that I had love. I, and when I was doing the debates against these intellectuals and all this crappy stuff, I was stunned that I was able to do it. But I realized now because of love. I had no hate, so I had love. So when they try to embarrass you or they say things, because every time they lose the debate, it go personal. They come out with a personal attack, right? But if you have love, that doesn't even bother you either, what they say about you. You don't care what they say. Without trying not to care, because now you have love. God, love is not something you can feel it's not something you can taste or touch. You literally live by it. You just live in your life. And that's why it's so important to be still and know him. So that he can draw you in. He can cause you to repent. Seek him first. And he will guide you. But I had love. I have love. And it's not my love, but it's the love of the Father. Human beings don't have love. Satan is your daddy, so you only have hate. And Satan give you a false sense of love, that emotional stuff, that's not love at all. The real love comes after you repent and be born of the Father. And once you're born of the Father, you cannot go back. You can't be unborn. You will grow. You, those thoughts that you've been so one with, you've been taken away from them because the light of God is shining on them. You lose your opinion about thoughts. You lose the opinion about yourself and other people. He would take all that away so you can't play God at all. Because in that fallen state, you're controlled by Satan. You're not controlled by yourself. And when you come out of it, you're controlled by God. So you're not in control. You don't have a free will. You're just you. And that, that helps. Any questions about that? Anybody doubt that? Yes, sir. Yes. I'm telling you, you can be born of God. 
But only he can cause that to happen. And he will cause you to see by changing your heart. Yes. So once you are born again and you're still making mistakes and still committing like <laughs> sins, you should, should I not feel guilty for it because it was going to go away eventually? Number one, once you're born of the Father, you, it's impossible to commit sin. Mistakes, those things, those little vices things that you're into are not sins. Those are things you picked up when you were turned away from your father to try to make yourself feel better, to try to find some type of peace or happiness. And so you use those things. The sin is of the heart. Anyone who has anger has a wicked heart and they're playing God. So once you take that away from you, and, and if you still find yourself going back and forth in your little vices sometimes, don't judge yourself. Because he will, if you don't judge it, you will overcome it because you're not playing God. But if you judge it, Satan's going to use it against you. Oh, you're supposed to be born again. You, you're still using your vices, right? But it's not true. Salvation is of the heart, and he will clean up the house. So don't judge yourself. if you, and, and try not to do it, meaning just don't get up and go do it, right? But if it gets so too much to bear and you find yourself doing it, don't judge it, and, you, and it's losing control over you because of the love of God that's working through you. Now you have God inside fighting the lie of Satan in your head. Before that, you didn't have God fighting for you, and you could do it. That makes sense? Yes, thank you. So don't judge it. Try not to do it, but don't judge it, and eventually all those things will disappear. Now the Christians will judge you if they see you smoking a joint, and you're like, I'm a Christian. And one day they see you, they're like, oh, I thought you were a Christian. Because they're blind. They think the vices are the sins, and they're not. The sin is of the heart. Salvation is of the heart. That's why God says something like, I'll turn your heart from, from iron or stone to love. Is it iron or stone? stone? From stone to love. It's of the heart, and it's about love. And in love, it's the nature of God you will become his son, and he will clean up and take care of you. And you will never have fear or doubt or worry about anything because he will give you perfect peace. Isn't that amazing? Yes. Yes, sir. It is. Yes. Okay. And then this young lady had a question way in the back. Uh, I would say, like, you know how they say sin is, uh, I mean, um, pride is the original sin. There's a lot of anger and hatred and pride because you think you know everything and that everybody yeah. else is wrong. And once you get rid of pride, that's when you, I think that's when you're really born again because that's when you realize that, you know, you were raised in a society that, that made you, that just brainwashed you and you thought you knew it all. But once you, you know, get rid of your pride, then you realize that, then you know that you know that you actually don't know it all, that you actually don't know anything really. So when, once you realize that, it's like, it's very humbling because then you get to really like learn everything all over again and learn it the right way. Being born again is like, a, it's really hard. There are no words to really express what it is to be born again. Really. And I'm glad about that because Satan is so t deceiving. He'll make you think that you have it. Or he'll make you think you're never going to get it. Or he'll make you think, oh, it's not like Jesse. 
Well, it's not like this for Saint is very, all thoughts are evil and very deceptive. When God said bring all thoughts into captivity, he meant that. All thoughts are all lies all the time. Really. All right? But being born again, it reminds me of uh, when you're born as a human being, you're a little baby, and you just grow. Inwardly, you're just growing. And you can't feel it, you can't taste it, you can't touch it. But you just notice that you see now, you deal with things differently, you're not identifying with stuff like you used to, you can take it or leave it, you hold no grudges even against your enemy, and you can see, you can see people, they don't know you see them, you can see them when they're trying to treat you, you can see where they're coming from, and you don't hold it against them because you can see that they can't help it. It's an amazing way to live. But you got to just relax. And you got to let go of all that you think you know. Really, let it go. Become dumb. Yes, sir. You had your hand, right? It's really, the preachers don't know what they're talking about. You have a teacher in you, the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you, I'm black and slow. And he will teach you all things. He really will. But if somebody else teach you, he can't teach you because you're going to believe that. Yes. So what you're saying, what you're saying about the free will was so amazing when, when I found it for myself. But it also ties back to the Bible and something that <laughs> Paul wrote about um, be not slaves to sin, but be slaves to righteousness. And I remember when I was in college, I was doing the whole Bible thing. And so we'd, we'd read and study the Bible, and we'd ask each other that question, like, hey, what did Paul mean? But we turned it into an intellectual thing, like, well, he used a certain, uh, you know, in the Hebrew language, slave really meant this. But really, we see, no, it really is that. You really will be controlled by something else because yeah. you don't have control. Absolutely. It's amazing to realize that. That's right. When I... When I hear these preachers teaching these Bible church stuff now, it's hard for me to believe that anyone would believe that. But I understand because in that Father's Day, they're like, they'll read the scripture. First John chapter 4, verse 8. And the Lord said, come on down and have some coffee. And then they'll go, the Lord said, mighty coffee. Come on down for this coffee. And I'm like, that's so dumb. They'll they are read the scripture and say would interpret the scripture. And then they'll put it out there. And the people go, amen, praise the Lord. And they be pointing, praise the Lord, preacher. <laughs> it's so sad that it's almost laughable. But I understand, in that fallen state, you're totally in darkness and you cannot see. But you don't know that you can't see until you're born again of the light. Really, you don't know it until you're born of the light. Why are y'all looking at me like this? This is not good. No, I'm playing. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Way in the back. Oh, you, you're, oh, you didn't? Is this your first time? This is not your first time? Oh, all right. Any anything else that I had in my question? Thank you. You've been here before. Um, I have. Yes. Oh, 
anything I've said that you disagree with? Have you been born of the Father? You have. And what is it like for you? Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, it's peace. It's, it's peace? Mm-hmm. Amazing. So you don't have any anger? Uh, uh-huh. I don't really. What? I don't really have any. Um, I If it does arrive. I mean, if it does arise, I guess, um, I, I just observe it, and it sort of disperses, I guess. It, right on. Amazing. Well, I'm glad you're nice. here. Let me talk Thank to you. the young man right next to you. Okay. How you doing, sir? I'm doing good. How you doing? All is well. Is this your first time here? It is my first time. And how did you find us? Uh, my mom. Oh, yeah. What's your name? Chris. Chris, how old are you? 19. Oh, nice. Yeah. Any questions about anything? Not right now, no. Have you listened to the show and all that? I have not. You've not heard the show at all? Uh-huh. Amazing. Yeah. And so, do you have anger? No. You have no anger at all? Of course it arises in certain times, yes. But So, so do you have anger? Yeah. And did you know that any male that has anger is a woman? No, I, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> now that you're finding this out, what do you think about it? No. How did you become angry? Not sure. Have you ever wondered, how did I become angry? I don't remember waking up one day and deciding, I want to be angry. Yeah. You never thought about that? I'm not angry. I'm just saying it, it arises sometimes. Right. Yeah. Have you ever wondered why does it come sometimes? No, I never really thought about it like that. No. Do you think it's normal to have anger? Yes. And why do you think that's normal? Uh, I believe everybody gets angry. They and, do? Yeah. And that's why you think it's normal? Yeah. Do you, have, do you know you're being controlled when you're angry? No. Yeah, you're being controlled. Mm. And then they, they get you angry. Have you ever dated? Have I what? Had a girlfriend. Yeah. You have one? I did. Yeah. Oh. Have you noticed that? Did you notice that whenever she wants to control you, she'll say nice things to get what you want? Yeah. And then when she can't get what she wants, she get mad and try, and, and try to get it that way? Mm-hmm. Have you ever noticed that? I see what you're saying, yeah. And then have you noticed that you would give in one way or the other when she get mad so that she can feel better? Or have you noticed that? Yeah. You're being controlled. Uh-huh. What do you think about that? Never thought of it like that. Do you like being controlled? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> and why don't you like being controlled? I don't know. I just, I'm not sure. Yeah. Just, do you want? Do you believe that you can overcome that anger? Yes. And how? Uh, I mean, like you're saying, let it per, let let it pass. Well, you got to forgive. Pass. Yeah. Um. When your mother, you still live at home, right? I assume. Yeah. 
you said, and why are you living at home at 19? Uh, I go to college. Um, I go to a, a junior college near my house, so you, I save money. You can't get a job. You have a job. I play. I play a sport, so uh, I don't really have time for a job. You don't have time for a job. No. You you prefer your mom to take care of you. I, I yeah, I guess. <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> I get a job. What is it like being 19 years old knowing that your mama is taking care of you? <laughs> it's easy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't mind your mama at 19. That doesn't bother you at all? Of course it does, but I just at, at the moment, it's right now uh, playing baseball. I'm going to school. I uh, don't really have time for a job. So until that happens, I, I and baseball, then I would love to get a job, move out. Why would you put those things before having a job? Because baseball is is more, to me, it's more limited time. I'm not going to be playing baseball my whole life. So I want to try to get it in as much as I can, as, like now. Really? Yeah. And, and so playing baseball is better than developing into a man? I think I can do both. Why don't you do both? I mean, what do you mean both? Development to a man playing ball or development to a man while working and playing ball? I'm saying I can develop into a man while I'm playing baseball, too. But not get a job? Not at the moment, no. Amazing. When do you plan to get a job? <laughs> uh, I mean, I worked over summer. Oh, you do? Yeah. Amazing. I'm yeah. so impressed. <laughs> um, your father let you stay there without working too? Yes. Really? And who paid for your cell phone? My dad. Who buy your food? My dad. Where's your father? He's at home. <laughs> All right. I need to talk to your father. <laughs> no. Listen, man, I want to warn you do what you want, right? Yeah. But you should forgive your mother for spoiling you and your father for not making you be responsible and get a job. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck at home until you're 60. Yeah. Because you can work, real men work, especially after 18. They should be working all the way up through the whole deal, right? Mm -hmm. But real men work and go to school if they want to. They don't let mama take care of them or daddy. Yeah. And... A real man, because if you look, men are so weak nowadays because they've stayed at home with mama. They have not been taught to be men. And you're never going to develop into a man until you start working, being responsible, and taking care of yourself. And because if you want to go to school, there's nothing wrong with it, if you want it, right? Yeah. But you should earn your way through it. Work while going to school. You appreciate it more. Yeah. It will make a man out of you. Mm-hmm. What do you think about saying. that? I see what you're saying. Yeah. I agree. So get a job. <laughs> <laughs> really? I'll consider it now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and have your parents ever told you, hey, you need to get a job? Yeah. They have told you that? Yeah. And why haven't you gotten one? I, over summer, yeah. Not a girl-like job, man. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Men don't just work over the summer. <laughs> You shouldn't even be living at home at, age, at 19. Yeah. 
So when, last thing, and then, I, and then you can yell back at me. Um, <laughs> when you're dating, and you, do you tell your girlfriend you live with mama? Yeah. And you're not ashamed? I was in high school. What? I was in high school. Oh, but yeah. how about now? I don't got a girlfriend right now. Oh, but if you had yeah. one, would you tell her you live with mama? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. You wouldn't be ashamed of that? Not really, no. Really? When I was growing up, the girls would stay home until they get married, right? Mm-hmm. But the boys would leave at 18. And any boy that stayed home after 18 would call a sissy, <laughs> a mama's boy. <laughs> and the girls would not like the guys that stay home with mama because they, know, they knew that he couldn't take care of them. Mm-hmm. He couldn't provide What? I got nothing. Will you smoke on it? Huh? Will you think about it? I'll think about it, yeah. Yeah. Do yeah. you smoke weed? No. Uh, <laughs> you can't smoke and play sport anyway, right? Yeah. Any questions? Yes. I have a question. No, for him. Oh, oh you have nothing. a question? No. Okay. You have a question? Um, so he's... Um, so he's living at home <clears throat> with his father and his uncle and his grandmother and grandfather. Everybody live in the same house? Well, I live, um, I currently live in Idaho with my daughter. So. <clears throat> oh, you don't live with them? No. Oh, so, okay. So you're not married uh, to his father anymore. Oh, I got you. That's correct. Okay. Uh, is there any harm in, in him staying in the same home that... His father and his uncle are living with the grandparents. If he were to get a job and help pay the bills, he'll be fine. But he must be working. Otherwise, it's not going to work out for him. So let's say that he stayed there, but make sure to pay some rent, pay on the electrical bills and things like that. Because what people don't seem to understand inside of us, God has given us a nature that only develops if you work and be responsible and get up and do It's not going to grow any other way. That's why a lot of these millennial men are so lazy and, and, and they look to women to take care of them because their parents didn't develop that nature. And so when they become adults, they just don't feel They find all kind of ways not to work okay. instead of looking forward. It should be a joy for a man to work. A man should want to work and, and take care of himself rather than having someone taking care of him. It should be a shame. But m- most millennials are not ashamed of that anymore because their parents didn't develop it. They spoiled them. They said, oh, I want to make sure my kids have everything I didn't have. And they give them, and then the kids grow up and be no good. The men are no good to the women and no good to society because they need mama. What do you think about that? I, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So get a job, Jeff. Okay. All right? Sounds good. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> All right. And then pay a little bill. Don't just live there free. You know, I'm telling you, it'll blow your mind. Pay, you don't have to pay a lot since you first started out, but pay something. Not for free. You're going to end up on welfare. All right. Okay. Any other questions, anybody?
The biblical question for this week was, last week was, which one would you prefer, to be right and do right or have a woman? And this young man in the black shirt wanted to answer real bad. Um, I would definitely say to be right. Um, I may not have said that in the past, but uh, yeah, be right over a woman for sure. And why you would not have said that in the past? Uh, because I was, to some degree, a slut maker um, and subject to women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you overcoming that now? Yes. Yeah. Any questions? I was going to ask you about, since everything is spiritual, is it possible to, um, I guess, transfer or for that spirit of your, of your mother before you, you're even aware of anything, to transfer to, to the child uh, before anything traumatic can happen. You know, because for probably a lot of us, you know, you can't really think of anything in particular or incident that happened uh, where she traumatized you or, you know, something like that. I mean, yeah, your father, he, he wasn't uh, dominant. He wasn't strong enough, you know. But maybe no particular thing that happened. So I was wondering... What your thoughts were on that, uh, her spirit, maybe? That's a really good question, man. Yeah. Uh, uh, Joel, want to respond first, and then I put into it. You, you heard of Joel? Yeah. Uh, I can't lie, I totally blacked out a little bit and halfway through his. He wanted, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to know is it possible that the mother can transfer that spirit to the child and the child not realize it, right? Be- Yes, definitely. Because you're around it so much, so you can't help that it happens. And it seems normal, but you can absolutely do that. And to add to that, absolutely. You know, God said that we all are born in sin, right? Meaning that we were born into a crazy family. And what happens is because the parents are not perfect, and they should be, they're not perfect. So the mother still got that anger because her mother did it to her, turned her away from her father, and her mother did it to her. And so in that mother, there is no love. And all she is giving you is hate. But as a little kid, when it traumatized you, you identify with the mother, so it starts to feel normal. Because you, you forget what you were like before you were traumatized, and now you identify with this other stuff. And it's all emotional, and, and you identify with it without... As a kid, you know it, but you can't express it, right? And that's why the father should be there to protect you from the mother, stand between you and the mother, and so that he can guide the mother and the children in the right way to go. And, but you find yourself identifying with mama. You don't want to hurt her feelings. You want to take care of mama. Uh, you want mama to meet your girlfriend so she can like her, approve of her. And that's because you have identified with mama. And, and once you get to know yourself, you would see that. And mama cannot help it because it's not her, but it's the spirit that made a home in her when she returned away from her father. And so once you realize that, you go and forgive her, God would take that identity away, that spirit away, and give you back his spirit that you had before that. And then you can love all people with perfect love. That's why it's so important to get to know yourself. Because all, you know, God said that all have sinned, right? 
And because all are born through the woman. And everyone who's born through the woman is dying. And those who are born of the father is living. That's why he sent his son so you could be born of the father and, not, uh, and, and overcome the trauma of the woman. Uh, to add, I was going to say, <clears throat> I think I found myself, uh, for sure when I was a teenager, looking what? to... What's that? What did you say? I was going to say, I, I, I found myself when I was a teenager, for example, um, you know, instead of looking to my mother for acceptance of, let's say, a, a girlfriend or whatever, I'd be more so looking to my sister um, for her approval um, and acceptance because she was, you know, very outspoken, um, very judgmental. So that's something I still have to deal with yeah. is, is her. Yeah. So that spirit is in your sister is the same spirit as in your mother. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I can see that. Have you gone and forgiven her, your sister? Um, I attempted something, but no, it was not really. I forgave my parents oh, you did? a couple How'd of times. Um, I think it went well. Yeah. You know, they they accepted that and had no issue. They apologized for some some things. So, um, but yeah, my sister is still has been an issue probably for me. She has been what? I said it has been an issue for me. Yeah. Yes. You need to face her too, then. Yeah. Why haven't you faced her already? Um, she's a pain in my butt, to say the least. Yeah. Um, in fact, we had a conversation uh, some days ago, and she thinks I basically avoid her, which is to a degree true. I don't really like, yeah, I don't really like talking to her. And she's probably the only person I'm this way with, you know. So, yeah. But she's not the only one you're that way with? It's just that you, because yeah, you, I mean, that has happened to you, if you pay attention, you'll see that you're weak in the way you deal with other people. Right. You don't really say what you want to say. And when you do, you try to be nice in mm-hmm. order for them to think that you, you, know, you don't want to hurt their feelings. Exactly. Right? Well, if you face your sister and forgive her, all that would change. Because that's a horrible way to live, to be weak like that. Yes. Not being able to be yourself, to speak up. And if you ever get married, man, the woman's going to tear you down. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's why I'm probably not married yet. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, go and forgive her. Are you doing the silent prayer? Uh, every day and night. Well, stay oh, with her. Because once you forgive, that's it, man. God will draw you in, and it'll be amazing. Will All do. right? So go forgive. Appreciate Where are you from? Uh, Virginia. Virginia. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. We have family here. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Nice. Any other question? Uh, that's it. Yeah. Thank you. Stay with the prayer. All right. Let me tell you why I made this a biblical question. Which would you prefer? Oh, you want to respond to the biblical question? Oh, okay. All right. Oh. Well, one I didn't know, I didn't know you had to forgive. I thought it was just your parents, but um, but I, I had the same well similar issue as him, you know. Um, but I did actually with him. No, it's him. With, oh, as him, as okay. him, yeah, right, not okay. with him. But the same, I had the same issue as him, 
uh, with my sister because I have an older sister and she's all, was always the one that's like everything she says is right and all that. That that that's uh, that's my nephew from her. Oh, that's his mother. Yeah, that's his mother. Amazing. It is wonderful. But um, <laughs> so the thing is, uh, I didn't know you needed to forgive, you know, siblings. But if you see that you need to, you should. Yeah, but I, that's what I'm saying. When when I when I did. This is before when I did. I, I noticed that I, I was seeking, also seeking women similar to how she was. Yeah, and it was like a nightmare. Um, but once I forgave her, I, I was able to see her like the most loving way. Like now, I see her just like that's my sister. I love her no matter what. Right. Um, and you can correct her. You could talk crap. You know what I mean. You could talk however you want. Yeah. I um, mean, you're not even. It's like whatever. They'll they'll probably you know they'll probably be like oh he's you know. He always talked crap or whatever, but you're just basically speaking the truth, you know. Um, so it, it it will change for sure because it changed me, and I, you know, I'm I don't even look for the type the same type of women, you know. Well, I don't need to anymore, obviously. He's, he's right about that. Once you forgive your sister, it would be easy to deal with her. She'll still be mean and nasty, but it wouldn't bother you at all. Yeah. And you'll be able to speak up. You'll be able to correct her when she's wrong. And she might not like it, but she will like it. Yeah. Because she never had a man to guide her. But you will be yourself, and that's more important. All right? I have a couple of mean sisters, too. <laughs> and they're still mean. But when I'm around them, I can deal with them. Yeah. It's just nothing. You won't cry at night anymore. Not right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to go face her, all right? Let me tell you quickly why I had that as a biblical question. Because um, when a lot of men, when they wake up, they still want to know, will I be able to have a woman? I'm like, what? <laughs> if I wake up, would I still have a woman? Would God give me a woman? They pretend that they want to wake up to God, but they want to make sure they're going to have a woman. I like that doesn't make sense. Which is more important to you, to be right and do right or to have a woman? And in reality, they still prefer to have the woman over becoming a man, being right and doing right. And I want you guys to know, and all out there too, and around the world, because it's not just here. Once you, you know, Paul said that it's best not to be married. It's best not to get married, but to be of your father, right? Once you uh, return to the father, it's going to, nothing would be missing. That boy would be gone. All you need to be met. And if God wants you to have a, a, a wife and kids, he'll allow that to happen. He'll put the right woman in your life, and you will have a marriage until death do your part. Because it's the right woman. He will add that. And even when you disagree and you have fights, it won't be like a divorce fight. It'll just be a disagreement. But you won't be hating one another and calling up mama and telling her what's happening in your home and all that stuff. You'll be able to have an argument and be done with it. You won't carry it on overnight and the next day. And so God will take care of it. But you can't be trying to hold on to the woman and trying to be with God. Because the problem is the woman is the man's God right now anyway because of what Adam and Eve did. So the man got to overcome the woman. That's why he must be born of the father. Then, if it's meant for you to have a woman, it'll happen. And if not, you'll be fine. All right? 
So that's why I made that a biblical question because the guys, they want God, but they still want the woman. They worry about, oh, and, I, and a lot of millennial men believe that you don't have a life if you don't have a woman. I've heard that a lot. <laughs> any guilty well, any guilty guys here you should think that way that if you didn't have a woman you wouldn't have a life you thought that you thought it too Jerry? why, why did you think that oh I used to think that <laughs> and, and, I made that clear <laughs> <laughs> why did you think that because you think that you have a desire to have a family and if it's taken away, you think that you'll miss out on something. That was my thought. Oh, uh, amazing. <laughs> the desire to have a family is not real either. That Because when I was growing up, I, I thought I was going to get married, have 10 children. And I wanted 10 kids. So I came out here, I bought a house, started trying to get a wife. And every woman God gave me, I couldn't deal with it. But I realized Satan was telling me that my desire was to have a, a family, right? But he didn't want me to know that I was yearning for my father. He wanted me to think I was yearning for a family or for a career or for this or that. When it really was the yearning for a father, he'll just tell you that it's something else to keep you from finding a father. Amazing. And you, you felt the same way you say? And why did you feel that way? How, are you a millennial? Yes. And why did you you still feel that way? Uh, I try not to. I try to discern uh, and like read the like lead to the right path. Put God first. Uh, I used to think this way because I came from a broken home. Uh, was with a single mom that definitely had some like uh, effects. Even with now I'm dealing with, I forgave her. I felt some type of way after. Felt better, um, but just growing up with all like these external. Uh, factors or giving you impressions that you need to have a girlfriend, you got to get the car to get the girl, you got to have the right job to have the money so you can get the girl. So it was kind of like this this uh, weird feedback loop that in order for me to be and to grow, I need to have the, the girl or the the woman near me without really examining myself. So I let the world tell me yeah. what I who I am rather than being silent focusing on myself and maybe just leaving the fe- the feminine out of the picture for a while, however long it would take before I let the father uh, let me become the man that I need to be. So, yeah. you know, uh, it's I gave it permission. It's my fault. It might be some outside sources that were leading me this way, but at the end, I gave it permission. So, Right on. Yeah. The one thing I want to tell you, the perfect order of God is God in Christ, Christ in man, man over woman and woman over children. Women are subject to men as man is subject to God. And the other way around will never work because, I saw your hand right here, the woman needs the man to be right so that she can become right. She really does. She need, the worst thing in a woman's life is a weak man. It's like the worst thing because she can't grow with a weak man. Like when men pick a woman up to go to dinner, she's like, okay, Johnny, where are we going for dinner? I don't know, where you want to go? Wherever you want to go, but where? Where you want to go? 
the woman wants you to make the decision. It should be wherever you want to go. We're going over to Leroy's place and have some dinner. But the man will be trying to get the woman to make the decision. She needs you to make the decision. You know what I mean? But you got to overcome that nature, though, so that the woman would no longer be your God. And then it would become natural. And women would love it. Really would love it. Because you're the light so she can overcome. Men are the light of the world, the salt of the earth. Y'all got to overcome mama and be born again of the father. Yes, sir. I would say that the answer to your question about why uh, men are, are placed into women as a priority is uh, a desire for fornication. I don't know if people would be honest enough about that, but I think that's probably the primary reason. Yeah. Um, they don't but, care about the woman per se. They just care about what they think you're going to get from her. Yeah. Uh, but with regard to the topic of um, building a family, uh, it, it is a commandment to uh, to be fruitful and multiply. So it, I think it's important for us to remember that, and, and especially as believers, to multiply uh, you know, God's, you God's people here. But yeah. what I want people to know is that yearning that they have, that emptiness, that boy, is a yearning for your father to return to the father. But Satan makes you think it's for something else. You're yearning for a family, or you're yearning for more money, or a different job, or whatever, right? It's a return to the Father. If you want a family, that's nothing wrong with that. You're supposed to have some babies. And, but that's not what the problem is. The problem is you've got to return to the Father. Yes, ma'am. And then I've got to end this. I'm going to end on time today. You don't believe it, huh, Nick? <laughs> Nick shaved. Yes. So you said earlier um, that a woman can't grow if she has, like, a weak man? If she has a weak man in a way, she cannot grow. So, like, say if she's, re- like, for myself, I've, I feel like I'm reborn again. But, um, like, my husband is not, he... He doesn't, you know, like believe or whatever. He doesn't what? Like he doesn't believe in God. I mean, he believes there is a God, but he's not, he wouldn't say he's a Christian or anything like that. So my thing is that um, I've changed a lot. And so, I mean, so I can't grow or, I mean, I just, I try to be like, I'm just. Don't, you know, I I don't know if, because when women say my husband ain't born again or a believer, what does believer mean? Well, not a believer, but I mean like a Christian. You know, oh. he just doesn't, I mean. But when Christians say they're a believer, what, what are they saying? I don't know. Because I hear that a lot, too. Yeah. I mean, I didn't grow up like. It's not like another religion. So I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, okay. Um, I, I know what you mean, right? Don't resent him. So that Yeah, I don't. Can... Like I, you say, just try to be the example, right? Like right. not get mad not and stuff like on. that or just. Right. Uh, submit to him and but so if he's not like um like a i don't know Up. like the leader or whatever right um how is it possible for like myself to by not resenting him most women right. they resent weak men so when they are with men that are weak they love hate it they love controlling that man but they hate control and that's him. true <laughs> Because they need him to be strong. Right. So now that you, and I know you're forgiven and all that, just don't resent him. Be honest with him, but don't resent him, and you'll be fine. And maybe down the road, he may wake up too. 
That's the only way it can happen. But if you have that anger, right, he'll be in your way. And when you say be honest, like, I mean, I've mentioned things to him, but I don't want to like keep saying it. Right. So I just say it once or right. twice. And yeah, you don't have to rub it, it in. It, okay. it just have to be in every conversation and all that right. kind of stuff. Okay. You become the example. Right. And he will see that difference in you, and it can impact him. Okay. Right on. That's good. All right. Um, so let me just say this. Any other questions? No. Do the silent prayer. You cannot imagine what salvation is, really. It's nothing that you can comprehend. You have to be born again, and you will see what it is. And it's nothing like living a life as a Christian. is nothing like the Christians are doing it. It's so far off. No wonder the Christians are losing because they're all intellectual, but they don't know about God. They're into theology. They are not into God. So what I want to highly, highly recommend around the world, get to know yourself. When you get to know yourself, you will see what's going on. You will know God. Do the silent prayer. Speak up, but don't resent. All right? And the rest will be easy. And you're going to eventually get away from the thoughts. All thoughts are all lies all the time. No such thing as a true thought ever. All right? So do the silent prayer. Speak up, but don't resent. Brand new biblical questions for this week. What is it, Nick? Um, have you said the sinner's prayer? And if so, why? Anybody ever done that? You've said the sinner's prayer. The preachers say, come down and pray the sinner's prayer. Nobody ever done that? Oh, good. Why did you do it when you did it? Because the uh, church I started going to, uh, they basically said, this is how you become a Christian. Is that in the Bible, a sinner's prayer? Not as they, no, there's not a prayer that says, pray this and now you're a Christian. That's, oh. That doesn't exist. Not in the Bible. So I've where read. did that come from? came from the preachers and the, the mainline Christian church, as I call it. This is what's stopping people from being born of the Father, all this intellectual information. And so you say you've done it too? And why did you do it? Uh, same, same reason. Uh, just I had just found God about a year into it, and and uh, as as a new you know believer or Christian, uh, I mean they say it every service, you know, make make you say it or ask you to say it. But Is there I a got, sinner's by uh, prayer in the Bible? From what I know, no. But it was just made up. You know. Yeah, I guess. I, I couldn't see that at the time. But it was, it's just like pounded into you, you know? Yeah. Even the day of baptism is just, and man, it didn't, it almost felt like it, it was, I was worse. Yep. But because it doesn't work. The whole. But that's the new biblical question for this week, all right? Have you prayed the sinner's prayer? If so, why? That's my biblical question. Thank you all for tuning in. Make sure you do the silent prayer. Be, do your little hoop and holler prayer. Oh, Lord, help me. Blah, 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 right? And then be still and know God. It'll blow your mind. He loves us. He's already there. He'll draw you in. All right? So, announcements. Thank you for your support, by the way. We will be doing the radio show tomorrow. And uh, happy holiday, whatever. Happy Socialist Day. 
Oh, another thing that happened real fast is that I was watching the news, this, this reporter interviewed Larry, and I'm not promoting Larry to church, even though I'm for Larry. And this interview guy was interviewing Larry Elder about running for governor, and he was listening off to things that, what he's about and what he's going to do. And then they, and then they asked him, well, this woman said that you drew a gun on her. Or something like that. Y'all heard about that? And, and Larry said, well, that's not true, or something like that, right? And I would have said, and? <laughs> it's like, they asked that question. Some woman said, you drew a gun on her. I'll be like, yeah, I almost killed her. <laughs> but what does that have to do with me? What does that have to do with me running the country? You know what I'm saying? But they asked that question like Larry Brewer's gun on God. A woman said, you drew a gun on her. You, you're, you're too, I guess they were dating at one time. And, you, and it's like it was a real question. I would never even, I was like, yeah. I almost killed her, help her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, this got to change, folks. This is not the right way to go. Women need men to be right because of the order of God. And ladies, in case men don't get right, go and forgive. So God can guide you in the right way to go. Because nowadays you can't rely on the man. The, man, the men are more women, more of a woman than the ladies. Every time I see a man driving in a car with a woman and he's sitting in the woman's seat, I can't help but yell out beta. <laughs> I go, beta. <laughs> a man ain't got no men to ride in a car and the lady's driving unless you're sick. Come on, man. Come back to your roles in life. All right? None of you ever done that, right? Been in a car and a woman was driving. Nobody ever done that. Huh? <laughs> Every time I see it in the road, I go, burn. <laughs> I would never ride in a car and a woman driving unless I'm sick. That doesn't make sense. Man, some things you ought to know. You know, even with Satan, you still should know some things. This ain't right. Anyway, thank you for supporting us. I appreciate it. We have the best counseling service on this side of heaven. You need counseling. Let us know. Have a good day, and thank you for tuning in. I totally appreciate it. And thank you all for coming. It was amazing. <laughs>